Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered ChampaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Footballistically, Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I am Boyd Hilton. Over the table from me is Josh Landy. It's a different sort of table to last week. Yeah, we're, uh, we're in a new studio a room space uh, for the first time for us and last week we were at the House of Commons with the speaker John Burko um, we're recording this on Monday night before the day before the big vote in the House of Commons tomorrow. it's a big day in the House of Commons tomorrow it's a big day for John Burko he's going to depending on what he does or doesn't do he, he has the basically he has the future of the country in his hands is what I'm saying and we a week ago today we were chatting to him about Arsenal for an hour and then he treated us to a lovely glass of wine although you're on dry wherever it is January you do for so you didn't have anything you had a, like a coke or something yeah the orange juice was slightly orange. off <laughs> was it, was yeah it? in hindsight he warned you he did warn us. He, he was incredibly kind. He said, you yeah. must have a drink, and he got you a red wine, and I declined. And he seemed nervous, if you remember, about handing he was. the orange the juice. Orange like juice it had yeah. obviously been in the fridge for a little bit yeah. too long, and he was right to be nervous. Oh, but of course, get... I said nothing. No. I just very politely no, thanked you. Yeah, dodgy stomach. Yeah. Well, no, I think I was survived it. Okay. Uh, That's not the time when I... just had a little bit of fizz. Yeah, I once, ooh, I once interviewed Bruce Forsyth, the late, great Bruce Forsyth, in his home. He lived, lives off that massive golf course in somewhere in Surrey, literally on, on whatever that golf course is, in, his, in a big, quite a big house, like a mansion. And I interviewed him, and he, uh, in this little um, area near the living room, and he got his wife, Wilnalia, to get us some tea. And um, she served us tea, and the milk was off. It, for the, and I obviously, like, you know, it didn't, didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. I didn't com- complain about off, off milk. Bruce Forsyth's house, his lovely wife, just giving him a seat. But then what was funny was I was just drinking it, thinking I'm not going to complain, but it's clearly off milk. And then he wasn't really drinking. Then finally, after about 10 minutes of us chatting away, he suddenly takes a sip and he goes, well, lady, this is milk, is off. <laughs> Laugh. He was like, why didn't you complain? Like, Did it get replaced? It replaced. Yeah, well, lady brought in some fresh milk. Anyway, enough of this nonsense because we haven't even introduced our guest Charlie Eccleshare actual sports writer for the Daily Telegraph who's also in an emotional state I suspect due to his love of Andy Murray yeah Yeah, it's a big day for you because Andy Murray had his big defeat earlier today yeah it's been a tough few days actually what with Murray retiring or might be retiring Arsenal losing yeah Um, yeah tough now, what was, I watched the the whole the thing on my on my computer screen this morning, and what was I'm sure a lot of people have said this already, but it was so weird how he came back. He was, he was two sets down, came back to two, and it was quite exciting and then really emotional that he lost the final set. But did you see it, Josh? Did you see? I it? had they, um, on my phone. Right, Eurosport. Well, they did it. this incredible thing where they so the guy interviewed him afterwards, as they do after the match, and he was saying, you know, I might, I'll try and come back, I'll try. 
I might have an uh, operation, you know, and then we'll see. But he didn't. He didn't so it wasn't a com- complete clean saying, I'm, this is it. It's, this is my retirement. But they played this big video of as all these people. Was, yeah. as if, and it was just like, oh, you've got to scrap well, the video. Well, there's a risk. If they didn't do it today, they might never get the opportunity. Well, I know, but it was yeah. weird, wasn't I, it, Charlie? Well, the thing what is, that a few days before, he'd given the impression that it was quite definitive. Right. What they probably, in hindsight, should have done is got a tribute but fudged it a little bit yeah. so it was more just here are lots of guys paying yeah. you know saying how lovely and great you are which could have been couched as you know because we know you're having a tough time or this could be exactly. last whereas exactly. it, it, the video was quite definitive it was very definitive honestly it was, so, it was quite funny in a way yeah. that, that was like, it was almost like I, I, I died B at least definitely retired and neither of those were true and it was yeah. like oh I haven't hold you know, on imagining on the day that Wenger decided that he was you know, yeah. he didn't have a choice about it than just all these former Arsenal players thanking him for <laughs> yeah. what he's done for the club <laughs> would've, that would've before been... he's decided to go. Exactly. Well, unlike in uh, football where you know you've got a last day of a season when Burnley are coming to town and it should be a nice home victory to say goodbye, you don't you don't get that in tennis in the same way, do you? Just get the first well, you round could have possibly done. If he'd have actually retired, then he yeah. would have been didn't. He basically <laughs> said, no, I'm the... not retiring, I might well, come back. It was a complete... Yeah, well, you funny. can imagine why you want to say goodbye at Wimbledon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, isn't it also? Am I imagining it? Or is Andy Murray an Arsenal fan? Am I he is. Yeah, he's, he's an Arsenal, Arsenal fan. Isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's I mean, why emotional got round. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's strictly speaking relevant. Yeah, it is relevant. And so after John Burko lost, we have got to get Andy Murray on. This is your if next he has task. more time. Come he, July. Yeah, he, he has will. got time. He'll yeah. be desperate to yeah. go on Arsenal podcast. He'll be to come on. And of course, um, the leader of the opposition, we've got to get uh, him on as well. Did you forget Jeremy Corbyn's Corbyn. name? I did briefly. <laughs> I'm, I forget like my own name now. I'm so old and and uh, yeah, my brain There's is Mo Farrer as well of kind of British sporting royalty. Yeah, yeah just listing yeah. people we should get on there. Yeah, <laughs> but you're right. Kill yeah, to get hold of Ainsley Harriet. If there's anyone who's got a link in with Ainsley, I mean Ainsley's practically in um, reception, isn't he? I mean, we'll be able to get Ainsley surely. That's oh, not. That's some, not hard. Let us know. Fighting talk. If anyone's listening <laughs> and has got a link to Ainsley, yeah, hopefully he's not I love listening. Him. I mean, I love him and everything, but yeah, we should be able to get Ainsley. But I feel that there's a link, political link between. John Burke. How do you know Ainsley's political views? He oh, might no, have I something don't. very important to I'm say. Talking, but in, we're, like, we've been, we're now immersed in the world of politics, I feel, yeah. having, having done John Burke over there. Okay. And by the way, thanks to all, everyone. Everyone's very nice about Loads it. Loads of comments. Loads of comments. Didn't have any, I didn't see anyone slagging us off. So, well, some, someone was slagging off him, but I mean, that's fair enough. Some, you know, politically don't like him. And, you know, but he, was, he, was, he couldn't have been more welcoming, could he? And um, gave us that time. Yeah, the in, only in a, negative was the orange juice. Okay. <laughs> And Apart my, from that, my wine was, it was really enjoyable. Anyway, this I is wonder all... if he's listening now and oh, shaking, so. you know, being gutted about the orange juice, feeling I mean, terrible. It is the night before the biggest, probably yeah. the biggest day in his and career, and certainly and this is the last thing he needs, isn't it? Um, worry no, about orange juice. No, no well, he, that's the last thing he needs. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what I mean. Yeah. yeah, but I'm sure he'll love the diversion. Oh, the rest will be great. Yeah. Listening to us chatting nonsense about Arsenal. <laughs> we should obviously. This is all by way of avoiding the harsh reality mm. of our tragic one 0 defeat against West Ham. Josh has already warned us is going to be negative. So this is like roles are reversed because obviously for the last, you know, the last few years of Arsene Wenger's tedious late period when I was negative all the time and you were desperately keen on to positivity. Now, as all of the dementedly, psychopathically religious Wengerites are doing, they're all coming out of the woodwork and they're, they're all going like, he should go. Some of them are like, he should no, go. But where was go. your patience? <laughs> Just as general, uh, general, this no. is my general opening rant about those kinds of people. I'm not including you in that. But those people are already going, oh, he's lost it. He's, he's not doing a good enough. You know, people virulently angry about this defeat, which by the way, we could have won. If, if, if Aubameyang had two chances, didn't he? To clear, to clear, clear chances, one really good chance to score. So he could have easily not lost that game. I know, I know he only had two shots and so we'll get to all this. But what I'm saying is to take that and to ignore suddenly the 21 or whatever it was, 22 match unbeaten run, to ignore all the good things he's done, to ignore the fact that we're perfectly doing perfectly well, generally, the bigger picture, slightly better than we did last season still, it's ludicrous to have a massive go at him at this stage. Charlie, I'm coming to you first. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't take the opinion of someone who's saying that very seriously. I mean, that's... A huge overreaction. Look, I mean, Saturday was really bad and it was one of those games where, you know, so- sometimes you you can accept defeats. That was one that was really frustrating because we looked so blunt and, you know, barely threatened anything. I think most people feel Emery needs time. I mean, this, this squad he's inherited, there are so many players in there that he wouldn't have 
chosen to work within a million years. And yes, yeah. he's got to try and get the best out of them. I think he's done a reasonable job of doing that so far. Um, but a lot of work needs doing to that squad, and that will take a, t- a lot of time. And I, I keep saying, look at Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool. I think that is a, a sort of example. You know, his first season, they celebrated a draw at home to West Brom as if they'd won the league. You know, they had. Didn't a, they finish eighth that season? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. granted, he joined in October, yeah. so it's not a but direct still. parallel, but still, yeah. it takes time. And I'm not saying Emery is 100% guaranteed to be a success, but no. he needs more than half a season. He, he's had yeah. one transfer window, he'll have another one now where he can only bring loan players yeah. in. The, these defeats will happen. You know, it's uh, it's a long it's a long game yeah. that we have to be playing. And, and in, in in terms of the actual game, the game was set up. It was frustrating. It was incredibly frustrating. But we started quite well. I yeah, think, we did by our standards. First twenty minutes, like we, you know, we, we were. It, it was quite even. It was quite an open game. It was quite. It was a good game for the first twenty minutes. Lacazette could. You know, he, yeah, had, he a had that chance. Shot shot blocked. And what I'm saying is, it wasn't. It turned into a terrible performance, definitely, and was very frustrating. But it wasn't like, you know, things didn't go our way, um, and that was annoying. But it wasn't like, you know, completely diabolical from the first minute, and, you know, a complete disaster, you know. We could have drawn or won it, is what I'm saying. Yeah, so, I, taking that I agree game, with your point to an extent. I actually, nil-nil probably would have been the best yeah. reflective mm. scoreline of what was a poor game. It was a dross game. Both, yeah. yeah, but it was a poor game. However, um, our passing just throughout the game seemed so poor, and I... Don't know what you thought of the team, but I, I can't quite work out. I know we've only got Ramsey for five months and he's clearly off to Juventus and that's done. Yeah. I don't understand how anyone can objectively look at that team now and don't think that he should start. And I don't know if Torreira needed a rest. Did it? I mean, it's not like we've had loads of fixtures. Why he's not starting. Um, I don't think Aubameyang and Lacazette at the moment are working as a you know as two of those three up front. I know it was you know frustrating for Lacazette to clearly be the one coming off the bench, but that worked for a period in the season where he was the impact substitute, and it was happening. So I think start with one of the two of them, and I don't know. I walked oh, no, I into the stadium at the at the London Stadium. Yeah, I, mean, I usually get to the stadium <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, we'll be all right. We'll win today. I get really confident. I just turned to Johnny and Ollie who I was with on Saturday, and I was like. We're not going to win today. We'll lose. Mm. I, I don't know what I don't know what we're doing at the moment. I, I don't see an identity at the moment I mean, that, that's I, what that I can get. That that I, honestly, that I can get behind. <laughs> I see a team that can keep three clean sheets in twenty-two games. Mm. Now I don't care who, that wouldn't have happened under. Really? We were, oh, don't say that. Didn't happen. We never ridiculous. we never had that few clean sheets after after that many Premier League games. We've conceded more goals than than we did pro rata, you know, under Wenger after this game. So. But our defence has been terrible for years, Josh. You can't suddenly... I'm not, it's not saying get rid of Emery. I'm saying, is he doing as well as I expected with this group of players at his disposal, having added some of his own signings over the summer? No, I don't think so. I, I don't think this is a, a, a good, you know, an Arsenal team playing at you know, its full potential. Of course, it's not playing to its full potential, but that, again, that, that, that's going to take time, isn't it? What, the one, I, for me... But it would help if, it, one... if he hadn't completely uh, you know, uh, given a situation where our highest paid player we'll is, get not, to that. is not in the yeah. 18 we'll get and, to, and that's also his fault we'll get to that whatever, whatever well, way no 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 no, no. It's not, that's not simple how is it not his fault oh, I was going to get he to that he picks the team oh, in fact, right, remind me to come A remind, we've got to come back to the team selection well it's part of the West Ham frustration yeah, okay. All right, well, we're going to talk about Ozil now. Fine, okay. You've insisted we'll do that. We're going completely out of order, but we'll talk about Ozil There's no now. order. There is an order if in my head. been listening for There's six an order years, in my head. An order. We were going to come to Ozil, Sorry. but... No, no, no fine. let's carry on with Here's, the game. No, no, no. Here's why it's not completely his fault, because if Ozil had been playing at the peak of his powers, as he did in, like, what, the one or two games that we've seen him play really well in this, this season, you can, you can, you know, he's played really well in literally a handful of games. And, and you know... Last season, he didn't have a particularly great season. It, it, you know, it, when he was picked constantly, and we finished, remember, we did worse than we're doing now. Let's not, not forget that. So when him and. No, we've got, I think we've got two or three points fewer, more now than we had last, this time last season. I think when Urzel and Ramsey were playing one, consistently. Well, whatever. We did, we, it's, it's not, it didn't make that much of a difference. And also, when we had a fans. lot of and he, was dis- and he was disappointing. If Urzel hadn't been disappointing. Do you think Urzel every- doesn't. Is not in our best 18 players. Let me finish. If Ozil hadn't been disappointing, I love him. I always say this. We all love, we were all incredibly excited when he signed. We all love the idea of Ozil. But the reality of Ozil last season and for a while has been incredibly inconsistent. That's why 
That's contributed to the fact that this manager has a problem with him and can't fit someone. And if his whole, if you talk about the philosophy issue, which again we'll get on to, but for me, his, his philosophy is definitely hard work. And it's definitely the case that Ozil has not been the hardest worker, has he? I mean, so he may be the great artist and all of that. We may, and he may, his style may not be one to impose himself on a game. He may not even be the track back guy. I'm not, and none of that. But even, even taking that aside, we've, he has not played to his full potential. And if he had have done, I don't think we'd be in this situation. So maybe you could say the manager should handle it better. But Ursula has to take some responsibility for his performances, both under the last manager and under this manager. There are so many issues. I think the fundamental problem is that the whole Ozil ramsey situation has, is a consequence of you having one regime when decisions were made and then you bringing in another one. There's absolutely no way in a million years Emery assuming he has any power in these sort of matters, would have signed off that huge contract that was given to Ozil. Right. So the problem is you've got a club shattering their wage structure for a player who the new manager doesn't even want, yeah. which is obviously terrible planning, which should never really have happened. But now it has happened, so you have a choice. You either plough ahead and play him because you've spent the money, or for whatever reason, he's not what Emery wants. I... I don't think it's very hard to look from the outside and think Ozil, as Josh says, shouldn't be in the eighteen. I mean, uh, of course, I agree he should be. In the he's 18. yeah, know, I agree. better than a lot of those players. Yeah. and I think the the difficult thing for Emery is that that it, when he was doing that for say the Spurs game and it was a show of strength and you win, yeah. that looks great. Absolutely. The problem is when you go away to West Ham and have two shots on target and you sure. have a very gifted number ten not in your squad. It's, it's, it's hard to justify that. And I think the, the big issue here, though, is what do the other players think? You know, Ozil's a popular player, seemingly, within that squad. Do, are the players backing Emery doing that? Or are they looking around and being like, why, I can't why, believe, why is Ozil not playing? I, I completely agree with you. I can't believe Aubameyang and Lacazette looking around the dressing room going, oh, bloody brilliant, Maitland-Niles is getting an appearance today. Oh, Gwen Doozy, fantastic, brilliant. Oh, where's Mesut? Oh, he's not even on the bench. So that in that last 20 minutes, when we didn't create a single opportunity, there wasn't that option to come off the bench. I also, I don't know what your theory is, Charlie or Boyd, how does he go from making Ozil captain mm. in the Premier League game a month ago to just suddenly not, not being in the best 18 players? Yeah, it, it's very weird. I think... It sounds as if that relationship has completely broken down. Um, and Emery is clearly a man of principle. He, and he, f- he feels that th- th- it's broken down to such an extent that he doesn't, he well, doesn't want him in that squad. Here's my, inter- here, here's my interpretation of it. I, th- I think I've, I get the sense that, I mean, this is all supposition. But to answer your particular point, how can he have him captain? It's kind of the same with Ramsey, isn't it? It's like one week he'll be captain, the next week he's not, play- not playing him. Well, he's I not know- left out the 18. I know it's not- All right, I know he's not left at the 18, that's the difference. But what I'm saying is, I think it's, I feel it's almost like um, Emery's got this kind of attitude, which is, uh, uh, it's almost like a, sh- a shrug of like, I don't care, I'm not bothered. So I'm not bothered. Uh, if he's, if, if he's, if I consider him to be to fit into my tactics and incorporate him into the squad slash play him, then I'm going to make him captain because he's a very experienced player and he's mm. been around for years. And that goes for both of them. If not, if I consider that I'm not going to pick him for this squad, then fuck it, I don't care. It's almost like he doesn't care about... And I think this seems to go to the whole kind of his whole way of picking teams, of resting players, of not resting players, all of that. His general thinks just seems to be, I'm going to decide what's the right situation for this particular opposition, this particular week, mm. this particular moment in time, and fuck it if it's completely inconsistent. Yeah, with and everything. I, and I, on the one hand, I kind of admire that. So it's almost like deciding what the specific tactics, formation and team is going to be for each individual game. It seems to be his abiding principle, right? And so, and again, I'm not saying... I, I definitely think that Ozil should be in the 18, of course. But equally, I, we all admired it when he mm. did it. As you said, when we yeah. played by far our best performance against Spurs, he wasn't in the squad, was he? He no. did, didn't even, wasn't even a sub. So... Again, we can't have it both ways in a way because it did work against Spurs. That was our best performance and he wasn't in the team, let alone the 18. Now, so it's like, you can understand the logic to it, can't you? 100% that's his philosophy. And yeah, we, and I think that is how it should be. And that, it's it's a huge departure from Wenger, isn't it? Yeah, it's the opposite. It's the opposite, right? And so it's kind of unsettling because we're used to that regularity where basically whatever the game, exactly. whatever the form, you knew what the team was going yeah. to be. Certainly guys like Ozil and Sanchez were undroppable. I 100% think it's right that it should be for specific games. The problem is, 
it's all just so result. Everything is so results dependent. And yeah. when that doesn't work, you are left scratching your head. Well, now, but now I wonder. I, I agree with you. And now I think. See, I think he's going to bring him back. I, I, I guarantee he'll be he'll be in the team against Chelsea. I bet you any money he'll be in the team against Chelsea because I just think. Are you sad about that? No, no, no. I'm, I'm happy pleased. about it. Yeah. I'm pleased. What I'm saying is, we have to. I'm trying to understand his 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 thought yeah. process. And, and he's done it already. He's, he's brought him back, you know, after dropping him. And, and you know, he may even yeah. be captain again. What I'm saying is, I, I, I don't think he's not going to make an issue out of not picking him. And he's not going to be that stubborn. Well, so I, I kind of, it doesn't, mm. so in the same way that I think it probably doesn't bother him right now. You know, and Ozil today, didn't he, has, issued a, what was it, a tweet Instagram. or an Instagram saying, still work hard no matter what, whether clearly aimed at him. I just imagine he doesn't give a shit. Like, and I kind of admire that. So in general, that approach of tailoring things to a team to, a, to your tactics to a specific moment in time I kind of admire that and I think that's again why everyone's going on about this what is our philosophy what's our style of play I'm not that bothered right now I think that's I think he, you know if the results go, go downwards then fine that'll be a problem well, not, but if, they are going downwards well, we have the last one, month the last month they've Southampton, been, we've been inconsistent Brighton we've had some inconsistent terrib- yeah, inconsistent we, we, to go and lose at Southampton we, we, lose we, at West Ham be very poor <laughs> against Brighton draw the game we beat some. We, beat, we also won four one in the same period and against Fulham. Have against, you seen where Fulham are in the team? Yeah, I know, but they I'm, let in like four goals a game. All we did was do their part. I'm not saying it's. I'm saying it's. I'm saying we've been all right. We've been bad slash inconsistent. But if we come back against Chelsea, if we do well against Chelsea and then Man United in the cup and all of that, then it. Will, then I think he'll be forgiven, and I think we'll see. Okay, it's not it's that a massive bad. Massive few after weeks. It's a massive few weeks. Lose but what against I'm Chelsea. Is, lose against United. Go to City and get smashed. And well, we'll see. Yeah, mm. of course, that's right. But what I'm saying is, it is fascinating. I think, it, and, and, and as to your point, Charlie, you're exactly right. This is what I was going to say: was that people are saying, you know, we're playing. It's boring. I don't. I don't think it is boring. I think the, the the mere way he manages is infinitely more interesting right now than it was under the last regime. Because you say everything was so predictable under Wenger. Now, this is what I kept going on about. If you you can listen back to the podcast from a year ago, this was my constant cry: was it was so predictable, dull, and boring under Wenger. Both the football in the last few couple of seasons and what he did his decision making I don't think that is the case now I think we were terrible again over the weekend but equally we've been brilliant in a couple you know in matches about two months ago and let's not forget those there were moments even last year I know we ended up six in a disappointing season but there were moments last year we had had good wins and and big big wins for me the, the, the key thing that I've sort of enjoyed more with Emery this season of Wenger and, and having covered a few of Arsenal games and gone away with covered away games and, you know, be, being amongst Emery and amongst the other reporters, mm. the thing that stands out is the attention to detail. And so you may not agree with every decision that Emery makes, but you know it comes from a place of working his absolute arse off, you know, in a mould of a Conte or a Guardiola, the way modern managers do. Yeah. So, yes, you might disagree with him and you might think that Monreal is not as good as Kolasinac, whatever it is, but that those decisions will not be made lightly. They'll be made oh, off, right. off the back of a huge amount of work. Now, under Wenger, there was a suspicion, often confirmed, that not a huge amount of work was going on, that it was a kind of, we'll do what yeah, we always do. Absolutely. Opposition, you know, he was asked about opposition clubs. There's a story last year at Ostersons. Remember that game we went, yeah. and we actually won it easily. But before the game, he was asked a pretty standard question by a local reporter, you know, what do you think of Ostersons? And, and apparently it was like a sort of teenager trying to bluff their way through, <laughs> you know, a GCSE English yeah. oral or something. He just did not have the foggiest. I think with Emery... You're not getting any of that. We may disagree with some of his decisions, but there will be a logic to it. it yeah. It's not going to just be, well, I'll just do what I've always done. And okay. that, to me, is an improvement. Even if sometimes the decisions leave you scratching your head, they won't come from a place of laziness or a lack of work. Absolutely. And I, and I, one more, the team, for me, the team selection on Saturday, it was one player shy of winning that game, and that was Torreira. Now... And as you said, you, you said right at the beginning. No, I, for me, the Lacazette um, or Bami, I won't have. A, I will not have them damned just for that one game. In that first twenty minutes, when we were playing really well and we could have scored, like I could have scored, it was working. There were some lovely little moments between Did the you two. Do you think there was a problem that there was nothing to come off the bench that was really going to? Yeah, of course. Game. That's of course that's true. So that, that's but a then, problem. But what I'm saying is, is for me. It was it was it was a, such a weird team selection, and again, who knows what's happening in training? Who knows what's happening? But because you had he had Albert and Lacazette, all right, and Iwobi, and Iwobi had some lovely little t- passes. Well, there was one brilliant he was pass. Best attacker. Yeah, he was one of the best. Oh, he did one <laughs> People hate Iwobi so much they will not acknowledge 
you know, and I, I'm, I'm oh, a kind I'm of right, doubter, but he had a couple of parties that were great, yeah. absolutely brilliant. He's he trying to be positive. Them. The thing I'll give him is he tries right. to be positive, goes forward. What was weird was the midfield. So let me just say, the, the whole, the Guendouzi Xhaka thing did not Hang work. And tell you why it doesn't for work. Me, to, just, if it had Torreira and Xhaka, which has been our best midfield, it, honestly, I guarantee you we would have won that game. And I know we didn't produce anything in the last like 20 minutes, half an hour when Torreira was on, but that's for, for all kinds of reasons. He took Xhaka off, in fact. For me, it, and God knows... Someone, I don't know if anyone's asked him why he didn't pick Torreira, but that was mystifying. Any courage? Yeah, no, I think it is. The thing I noticed on Saturday is for the real first time, because I think we were very excited about Wenduzi for the first, you know, six, ten games of the season. Yeah. And for a kid coming out of, you know, the second division in France, at his age, I think he's been good. Definitely. But in the final third, yeah. I mean, he's trying to play these, like, clever balls and thinks he's, he thinks he's Ozil, ironically, at points. None of it was coming off on Saturday, and, no. and that was wrong. There was just so little created. It, it was, but a he shouldn't afternoon. be. It shouldn't be falling on him no, to be that. You not. know, he, but it was left I've, to him yeah. and Jacker, and unfortunately, it was a. Well, that's yeah, the it issue. Was what it was, yeah. Because I think he, he he's gift. I think he's good. I think he's had a very very he's promising, promising season. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's weird how he's ended up. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just weird that, that he's that been role. asked to do that, and it, it feels like a very kind of. Even though, I mean, God knows what you describe a, 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 a Gwendouzi Xhaka midfield as anyway, the way it's, you know, defensive. I don't know what it is. I don't mm. know what he's expecting from that. But it clearly didn't work, and they clearly didn't, didn't provide the front three with much. Torreira would have done. And for me, honestly, it's literally that decision. And, and make, you know, we need to see, hopefully, against Chelsea... Torreira will play I'll be absolutely astonished and amazed unless he's carrying some kind of injury he doesn't play um, um, what do you think the front three will be well I, I slightly go on I reckon he'll do the same again do I you? think it will be Aubameyang well I slightly yeah. worry because he seems so reactive sometimes so for me like I, 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 I was trying to look at the, the teams he's picked it's so hard to look at the to analyse our games this season because he changes so much at half time mm. he makes so many half time changes that yeah. for example like, we played really well against Spurs but actually the second half is where we played brilliantly with like a and all well, that was actually where we looked most attack, most yeah. threatening when we had Lacquer and Alba yes. basically playing as wide forwards and Ramsey through the middle. Exactly. So for me, it's like, has he forgotten, you know, that actually the starting team against Spurs was different and we weren't doing that well in the first half. We were losing in the first half, of course. Came back and won because we were so brilliant in the second half, as you say, with Ramsey, Lacquer and Alba all on the pitch. So I, I hope and pray... Because I still think you should be picking Ramsey, absolutely. I hope and pray that Ramsey, is, those three are picked. But I slightly worry he's going to drop Lacazette again against Chelsea because he does react a lot to the fact that he didn't work. He clearly didn't work after 20 minutes. And we only had two shots on target. There's also a possibility if Kolasinac, if Monreal's fit, he can go Monreal instead of Kolasinac. And right. Kolasinac basically necessitates three at the back yes. because he can't play as a left back. It does. And that, incidentally, yeah. is the sort of thing Emery's having to deal with. Like, yes. You know, our squad... Whatever you want to say about it, defensively, God, those players, there are some really weak defenders. When, you, when your reserve left-back is such a liability defensively, you have to change a whole system. That is a, not, that is a problem. Isn't it? You yeah, know, that's ridiculous. a big issue. <laughs> yeah. And, and also, I also, it's a bit of an indictment at the moment on Lichsteiner. You know, I mean, here's a 34-year-old guy who's won seven titles, and, you know, who's come from Juventus, winning seven Serie A titles and, you know... Maitland-Niles is now being put ahead of him as a, as a you know, I know it's I a mean, right I wing back I and not a right Jenkinson back. I would over Licksteiner. Licksteiner yeah, is one Yeah, Jenkinson was better, wasn't he, 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 he in that, yeah. He can, he can at least move. I mean, Licksteiner is one of those signings you make and you're like, what is, what's the point? As you say, if when your right back's out, he's not getting games yeah. and you're putting a defensive midfielder in there, then it just begs the question, what's the point? And incredible. there's an issue as well. And you look at a team like Spurs... And they have four full-backs, wing-backs, whatever yeah. you want to call them. They can play both. Who are, who are fairly similar in style. You know, they're all pretty yeah. rapid, can get up and down. Whereas we have such kind of different alternatives, which means you then have to change the whole way you play. Yeah. And I, look, I was going to say that, actually. I was to look at Spurs. I know it's, it's terrible. But, you know, the fact, that diamond formation they've got, for me, that, that, we should be trying that. that. That manages to incorporate Son and um, Harry Kane up front, kind of up front together almost or certainly like mm. you know alternating Kane drops deep a lot but so, we could do that with you know Albash would drop deep half the time anyway because he's not getting any fucking um, any you know passing from out the terrible midfield that we had on Saturday so those kind of things you should try but I do agree with you I also think with the with, with the 
back five or back three, whatever. It's almost like we have in another in another situation. I think, yeah, with our terrible defenders, having more of them on the pitch might work. But actually, it's the opposite. I think <laughs> having more of those cretinous defenders, none of whom, all of whom are capable of it's making like three a mistake. Clowns yeah, you've each got other three up. clowns. You're more likely to get a mistake in the penalty area because one of them is going to do it every single game. Throw Xhaka in, and he's giving the ball away as well at least once or twice every single game. You've got like five players I mean, who are all going to fu- liable to fuck up any given time, and that he cannot be blamed on that particular weakness we have. No, I think losing holding as well has been a bigger oh, blow than what a blow than maybe we thought. Huge you know, that's blow. been a big turning point. That was the Man yeah. U game that we drew, and after Absolutely. that, really, we've looked extremely shaky. I mean, yeah. he, he was our best defender. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I wonder if Mavropanos can come in and... Well, they've been I mean, saying, talking about clutching at straws, but he was quite oh, good no. at like that yeah, he was a quite couple good of games at the end of last season. Anyway, we'll talk more about all of this uh, malarkey after this break. Footballistically Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. And we're back from the break. So we should... Talk about do we? So I think he's going to bring Ozil back for the Chelsea game, at least in the squad. Do, am I mad? I just think I, I don't think he's out. I don't think I don't think in his mind, Emery is like I'm casting him out forever. I'm sure I think he'll be back. What was interesting, I thought, with Emery facing the media after the game was, in, of course, he was asked about yeah. Ozil's omission. And he genuinely seemed to answer as if he was surprised yeah, at the what, level mm. of interest at this question. That's what I'm as saying. If you wouldn't ask me about Eddie Nketiah. Yeah, <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I was trying to say. Is that I think he's just like I don't. Yeah, I just, no, I agree with I, you. But it's different. For but example, of he people, it are, people are comparing it to the um, to the Marino situation with um, Pogba, right? Which is you know, now Pogba's suddenly come mm. good and Marino. But I think no, I don't think I, it's like that. I don't, I don't think that. there's been any big falling out. I don't even know. I bet I guarantee you if you if if you asked Ozil, you know, I bet you'd be like, oh well, no, I haven't fallen out with him anything. He just doesn't pick me. And it's you know a bit embarrassing. But I, I think it's just like it's 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 it's, it's like almost chilled out rejection <laughs> of our biggest, most expensive our most our, our most expensive weight salaried player ever in the history of Arsenal. And it feels very dramatic to us, but I don't feel it is a big drama in terms in the club do you know what I'm saying yeah I mean I was very much of the view when Ozil didn't play against Bournemouth and he yeah. was actually on the bench for that I thought great you know that's exactly what yeah, I, I feel should have been the case yes. under Wenger whatever that if you don't think a player is that suited for a particular game don't play him that's fine the whole not being in the squad thing goes beyond that yeah because I, I agree and I think you should it, bring him back to the squad because also apart from anything else there's no one else who's been just Dropped from the eighteen yeah. in the same way. No, that's true. And our, and our bench was weak, wasn't it? Yeah. Against, I mean, you know that when it is Niketu or you know whoever he brought on, it, it, it was. Yeah, I mean, it was only Ramsey that was an attacking. Yeah. Know, so I feel this against Chelsea. If he doesn't, if he's not in the squad, I mean, barring you know a mystery new illness or whatever, um, and he's saying he's presuming that tweet today showing how that he was you know fit, fit. and training yeah. and everything. If he's not picked in the eighteen, that will be weird. That will be. I, I feel but there now, have been games like that already. Like, you know the Carabao Cup semi final. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the Spurs in the league. Yeah. There have been games where he's done it. I know, um, but, I, but I think they've been after... But it feels... I think at least then we're in half-decent form. Yeah, whereas now we're in bad form. Mm-hmm. We didn't have anyone creative. Creativity was what we were lacking, wasn't it? Surely against West Ham, particularly in midfield. I feel like if he's going to... The, the only consistency I can find is that he reacts to situations. He should bring him back, shouldn't he? I mean, he really should. Of course he has to bring <laughs> right, him back. Okay, I mean, I'd be, I'd be genuinely worried about the game anyway. And without... I was yeah. in that 18. It is particularly the one thing that has been the biggest difference, you could argue, between Emery and, and Arsene Wenger has been the substitutions and the time substitutions, which you know a lot of fans have been calling out for. Yeah. But on Saturday, it was like, well, it can only work if you've got you know the equipment effectively on the bench to bring on, to, to make that well, difference. Brought, it just didn't feel like... Well, he brought Ramsey on, didn't he, after okay, was, 10 minutes, yeah. which was... Right, you only want another Although I, thought it was ba- I did thought it was weird that he took off... He took off a jacket, didn't he? Or, yeah. I mean, Be- Bellerin came on as well. And I think came. actually Bellerin we will be... Bellerin. Oh, my Be- God, Bellerin will be Bellerin. huge coming so back, much. hopefully. Because, so I mean, much. we just don't have any width without him. Yeah. Uh, also, just on that subs point, I think there have also been some that are quite odd. Like, taking on, hooking Ozil at half-time against Brighton seemed really strange that because we weird, actually yeah. hadn't been bad that no, first yeah, time. That you know, weird. I mean, we should have been about two or three in a lap. Yep. Yeah, I agree. And then it, it just seemed like that wasn't a substitution that needed to be made. Yeah, um, that was odd. Some of those, yeah. It's like, at that point, it felt like he, his whole thing was half-time substitution. Yeah, he just whether, had to do it. He had to do it, <laughs> yeah. And I was amazed he didn't do it at half-time this, this, against, against, uh, this yeah. weekend, but he, d- he took 10 minutes and then he... I mean, I would have put better in on at half-time. I think, yeah, you know, absolutely. He, I mean, he 
surely will start against Chelsea. He's got to, isn't he? Yeah. What do we think about beyond the game? And we, you know, what do we think about this whole him coming out and talking about the loan situation in in the transfer window again? And I know this is very predictable because we're all, you know, our our, our pro anti Wenger situation, you know, basically is is the is the establishes what our opinions are going to be on so many issues. But for me, it was again refreshing the honesty. We, he came out and said it. Wenger would have not never admitted that, would he? He's never admitted. I'm not allowed to. You know, years later he will go on about it. How does it, it help that he's come out and said it? Because it's it's honest. It's open. It's you know, how does it help the club? Um, well, I think it helps the club to, to know the fans aren't being aren't being lied to, basically. And I think you know what come the end of this transfer window, and presumably, you know, hopefully, we'll get uh, one player on loan, one or two players on loan. You know, you can still sign good players on loan. Let's not forget, but. What I'm saying, you know, if we don't make any permanent signings this transfer window, particularly in defence, which is clearly, you know, where we need someone, something, someone to show up that defence, um, and everyone's going to be up in arms. But to actually be told the situation, for good or ill, for me is is important. I don't, I don't think it harms the club. The does, does it harm the club? I don't think. Why does everyone need to know what our financial business is going to be? Surely, if you're trying now to prepare for transfers going forward, you just want to keep all your cards close to your chest in a way that I think, you know, it was clear, you know, in that uh, 06, 07, moving into Emirates, we didn't have a lot of money to spend, but you wouldn't have seen... Well, more, we had more money to spend than Wenger ever did. You wouldn't have seen that, you it's know, Arsene came out and spoke about that. Well, no, he didn't, no. He spoke to the players and he said, listen, this is a situation, we're moving into a new stadium and we're going to, you know, have restraints. But I don't think that's the image you want to portray. It almost felt like a defence mechanism from Emery to sort of bring more support to him to go, well... You know, I'm not going to be able to do a great deal to improve this. I'd be interesting, actually, to know... I mean, I don't know how much he was going off script when he said all of that stuff. Yeah. I don't know if he would have got a bit of a ticking off. I agree. I, I, I don't imagine that was uh, sort of on message. To be honest, I, it, it doesn't bother me too much either way. The, the, what bothers me more is that we are in a situation where... That's the situation. Yeah, that's the, now the, so that's the second thing. So I, I don't. I, I'd rather he. For me, the important for, as a, for fans being made aware that you're being. He's being told by that. What is it? You know, we're like the sixth richest club in the world. Where you know, we our our income is phenomenal. Our, you know, I know. You know, we we're, we run on our own. We run on our own finan- unique financial basis, aren't we? We don't. You know, we're in a, we're within a, work within a budget, but still. For our club, for Arsenal to be told, for him to manage to be told at this point in time when we've got a massive injury to our best central defender, as we've already said, just for what, as one example, we clearly need investment in the team that he's only allowed loan signings. Yeah. It's pretty but, extraordinary, isn't it? But, I think it's better... If I'm furious and angry about it, and I'd rather that I knew about that so I can be furious and angry about it than not know about it. Yeah, the thing is, you know, this is a club where we're competing with clubs bankrolled by Russian oligarchs and nation states and we need to be so shrewd with the way we spend our money and we're just tossing away a 50 million pound asset in Aaron Ramsey that I just yeah. find yeah. so incredibly frustrating that level of mismanagement you know how but that's has been that... the case for years isn't I it? know and it's like <laughs> the only way we can compete financially is by being more savvy than our rivals yeah. we're the opposite Oh, completely. You know, yeah. Chelsea, who have a lot of money, would never, ever... Look at just... Liverpool. I mean, Liverpool aren't uh, run, aren't owned by, um, you know, yeah. massively... Oligarchs, you know, oligarchs. Or whatever. They sold Coutinho for, what, £140 million, invested that in two of the best players, you know, that mm. have been signed in recent years. For me, I look at that the way that club is managed and the way the, the owners, and I just think it's like they're American, hugely rich, owned, owned by hugely rich Americans. You know, our hugely rich American can't even... won't even invest... The money that we make, and we can't, and we can't work out how to keep players long enough to sell them yeah. the actual amount of money and make any kind of profit on them. It is embarrassing. It's isn't it, so frustrating. It's also frustrating. You could argue how we spend some of that money. I, I still don't know if you put the money from Socrates and Leno together, maybe on a better goalkeeper or an outstanding centre back, is a better use. Like, is it worth having, you know, more players that are you know good footballers, but aren't going to take us to the next level? Um, at the moment, that seems to be the but frustration. But that's been the way for years, though, hasn't it? I mean, you know, I when's know. the last time we didn't? We, when, when's the last time we spent proper money on a defender? You know, prop, you know, mm. like world class. Mustafi. We, we, I mean, yeah. he came yeah, in as a thirty million, thirty-five yeah. million. He was one of the most expensive defenders in the yeah, world. Yeah, we've done it. We've we've gone. Okay, there's a Bamiang, there's Sanchez, there's Ozil, there's a you know a huge amount of money for a centre back of Mustafi. I, the one thing that's frustrating, and I, I think I've said this before on the point, all the teams around us in the league are going out and buying, you know, 
Except Spurs. Man United Except Spurs. David De Gea, Spain number one, yeah. up against Lloris, not in great form, France number one. Yeah. Uh, Brazilian number one, you know, over at Liverpool. We've got the German number four. And I just think that is a, what's the point? What, what, what are we hoping for? Is Czech, who's on more money if we believe but, the, but Czech, the again, wages you can't blame, came out. But you can't blame... But Czech didn't, didn't have a very good season last year, did he? he didn't, I mean, how many clean sheets so, did he have? I, I, I just don't know if we've... Have we really upgraded? I, I'd rather wait another oh, year. It's minimal. I mean, it is minimal. I think Czech, Czech had more clean sheets, by the way. Yeah, but not yeah, many, I, did he? I, I don't think Leno's one of our big... I think he's been all right. And I think he, he's been all right. He, he at yeah. least plays the way we want to play. I think we've got bigger problems. Yeah, he's better, I mean, he's better at that, passing the ball out, That defence is just... So yeah, I don't think Leno is, so a, is the big problem. Yeah, I don't think you can get that it's angry. An example. We'd ra- it's an example. Socrates money, like, let's just... But a more, I think, you know, you get yourself in a situation like with Alexis Sanchez where we're scrabbling around desperately trying, you know, doing a Mkhitaryan deal where we're then giving oh, yeah. him ridiculous yeah. wages. You know, it's stuff like that. You yeah, know? we've got... We, yeah, we now got that... We had a big asset example. in Sanchez Absolutely. that we could have sold for not dissimilar money to Coutinho. If yeah. we'd played that right, we could yeah. have got around 100 yeah. million for him. That's he was thought to be, He yeah. was thought to be brilliant. Yeah. That was Instead, what like, are we doing? We get Mkhitaryan yeah. on huge wages. I know. It's turned out to be, you know, exactly the kind of player we were Told, you know, when I remember Gary Neville, the day we signed yeah. him, saying you'll get some really good games out of him, but you know, half the time he's just going to be nothing play. I mean, I know he's injured right now, but he has not been. That you're absolutely right. That 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 deal, if you think about it, and it's kind of only you know, it's absolutely infuriating, isn't it? It's almost like they they dom- they totally did what they wanted to do. United. And I know Sanchez has been the you know that's the only saving grace. The only saving grace <laughs> hasn't been a huge try, but then. You know, nor, nor has Pogba under that fucking manager. And I'm sure maybe Sanchez yeah. will come good under this one. Who knows? But we were, they were like, oh yeah, you have Mkhitaryan. I mean, we were no. like, yeah, I'm all right then. A player we never, you know, why, well, look, we just when, didn't need yeah, that when player. You, it's just you box yourself into these corners unnecessarily where you hold no power. Yeah. You know, when you could be commanding north of 100 million for a player. It is Commanding big amounts. It is infuriating. And in the end, you're just scrabbling around to salvage a situation. Yeah. I've seen, have you seen, there are, there are people out there, fans out there who have been saying we should have um, kept Alexis and got rid of Ozil. Have you seen that? that, that, that? Thoughts? No, I think get rid of them both. In a <laughs> but only with retrospect. I, I just don't think... Uh, I, I can totally see why we did the Ozil thing at the time. The, but, but look, if it's a huge amount of money that has also led to Ramsey leaving indirectly, yeah. you know, because we, weren't, we then yeah. needed to shatter the wage structure to yeah, keep him, which yeah. decided it wasn't worth it. But if, you, if, if you're going to employ Emery, which obviously we didn't know at the time because that would mm. require long-term planning, which doesn't really exist at the club, to give this guy a huge... You know, it'd be like saying, you know, before Ven comes in, we're like, right, Andy Carroll, we want him. We're yeah. going to give him a huge contract and just boot balls up to him. Then you're like, oh, we've got a manager who doesn't really play like that. You know, it's, I think if you were going to bring Emery in, Ozil isn't in his plan sufficiently yeah. to merit that sort of money. Yeah. I don't think this is the end of Ozil. I can't, I can't believe it. I think he is too good a player not there to are, back in this team. And, and there, are some rum- I, I, there are some rumours that, that he... That, that, he might sell him though. Have you seen some? I think yeah. some. No one's going to pay German. him. But mm. I mean, as, yeah, as Josh says, I don't know who's going to put up those wages apart from a Chinese club or one in the, in the Middle East. He ain't going to want to go there. It's happy, happy in London. Yeah. At a good club. And I just, I can't believe that as a footballer, we're going to allow a player of that calibre on that much money to sit outside of the 18 um, for much longer. I, I just. I hope, I hope so as well. Listen, I, I, you know, going back to my whole. whole Emery theory that he doesn't really care. I, f- I think if he brings back, this is all, you know, totally, you know, this is all living in fantasy world, but I still think this is possible. If he brings back Ozil against Chelsea and we have a good game, I'm not, you know, don't even have to win. If we draw or just play well as a team, I, honestly, I can see. I just hope that we play well. No, no, no. <laughs> my, 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 no, no, my point is about Ozil. What I'm saying is, under this guy, under Emery, I think if he brings Ozil into a team in a big game and he does well and we win the game or draw the game or whatever, he'll, he'll be back in the fold. Yeah, yeah, and, and then about you know, he, he, quite easy in a few months' time, this will all be forgotten, and he'll be back, to, hopefully playing well enough regularly. But equally, I'm sure there'll be times when we're incredibly frustrated about him. And be, but what I'm saying is, this what's happening right now could be resolved in a, in a couple of months' time, and it wouldn't surprise me at all. I thought that's how pragmatic, if you yeah, know, and things Emery ch- is. I agree, things change very quickly. You look at Tourette, the sort of flip side of that, Torreira, who a month ago was yeah. scoring against Spurs and Huddersfield and was the best player in the world, now can't get a game. Mm. Ahead of Guendouzi, yeah, which is that's you know, okay, thing, that's things change. And again, it took him a lot, long time to bring him in, didn't it? Which you can yeah, understand absolutely. From, from having a you busy play the first World five, Cup. Six but games. it's all pragmatism seems to be his main. People are saying, this philosophy thing. We should. I meant. I mean, people are saying. You know, I've I've seen tweets at the weekend. People going on how boring we are. You know, no, there's no style of play. There's no. Play. 
people's memories are so short, honestly. Yeah. I've been, no. Listen back to this podcast. You, I was complaining about how boring we've been in the last few seasons. We have been dull. We've been slow, predictable, played the same way week in, week out. Every team we played could work us out and stop us doing anything creatively and exciting. Apart from, you know, you can th- remember one or two games isolated each season in recent years where we played played really well. We ha- it's a myth that we, pl- we played, that we had a great creative style under Vang in the late period. We just didn't. Of course we did in his heyday. And we're, we're still, he's still now taking those players and trying to find a, a great a particular style of play that fits these players. But it's hard. It's I don't time. get where have the people gone that three, four months ago in the first couple of months of the season were talking about this incredible new identity we had and, and how brilliant we're going and hence the unbeaten run. It can't be that he was getting it all right you know, in those first couple of but months. But I don't think we did say he was getting all right. It, but we didn't say that. Because now he hasn't had time yet. No, no, He's no, no, only five, five months That's in. not true. We never said, we didn't say he was getting it all right. We said he was doing a, a really good job. Being unbeaten, we all, we all said, within that unbeaten run, we weren't playing brilliantly. Mm. Often, you know, we were, and often we, we were know, lucky. We, we were lucky, but yeah. what, but that's still a long unbeaten run. He still he was doing he was achieving results on a pragmatic basis pretty well. But you can't slag him off now for suddenly not imposing a style on this team that we yeah. didn't have a style under Wenger. I for think years. that's a bit of a red herring. I think like really, if you're winning games, who cares about you I know? Agree it, with that. It's not like. You know, obviously, if Emery came in and we were playing like Allardyce style football and winning, yeah, then you might question not. it. But we're not. You know, no. it's kind of a, a much of muchness from from the Wenger yeah. era anyway. Yeah, it's just that we're no longer winning games. And I feel actually, on, he's it, what gone. I, you're, I think you're right to an extent, Charlie. But if you're winning games, but you're constantly having the opposition, and I hate to do it, but with a better XG. expected goal yeah, yeah, and all yeah. that, and, there's, cause it, and we talked about it. I remember bringing it up during that unbeaten run about 10, 12 games in. Eventually, it catches up with you. It wasn't that we were, you know, out out playing teams, out fighting teams. So eventually, it's going to catch up with you. So I think the warning the warning signs were sort of there. I, I don't disagree with that, but I think that's to do with the quality of the performances rather than the style. I, I don't disagree yeah, the fact that right. yeah, you, of course, you can't keep winning games where you don't score in the first half and you're constantly chasing games. That will catch up with you. But I think that was just more a case of the fact we weren't playing as brilliantly yeah. as the results. Yeah. And, and you can see, you know, in, in our great best performances against like Liverpool and Spurs, you could see what he was trying to do, and those performances were great, and and the players were p- pulling off what he was trying to get them to do, and it worked. And also, in the end, apart from, you know, after the substitutions, we ended up having the kind of players, the best players playing on the pitch, which I hope someone is tapping him on the shoulder, reminding him of. But that is as well. Emery's style is pragmatism. He mm. will try and find the best way to win the game. That is how he's managed. You know, we, yeah. we weren't bringing in a, a Pep Guardiola or, you know, the reverse of that Emery. No, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think absolutely. as well with, with Guardiola, it is worth remembering, even he in his first season in the Premier League struggled. He made absolutely. a great start, then they absolutely. finished fourth. Totally. We knocked them out of the FA Cup yeah. semi. You know, so yeah. it's not that easy coming in, let alone with a squad like ours, which... You know, it yeah. has been. Let's doesn't have to be a Wenger binary thing, but unquestionably, that squad is. We, there are some weaknesses in there. Oh. There are some imbalances in there, right? Massive. Weakness, you know, yeah. so Pep was dealing with a much stronger squad. Course, even yeah. he struggled. Absolutely. So, in in the end, the bigger picture surely has to be Josh. If you're being really negative, that. We're on a par with where we should be. We're marginally, we've got marginally more points. I know the, the clean sheet thing, fine. But in the bigger picture is, it's not been a disaster. And I keep going back to that. It's been fine. It's absolutely fine. And if it carries on like this, if we carry on bubbling under the top four, you know, not too far. If, you know, if we won that game, I know we didn't. We'd hmm. been four points behind Spurs, supposedly the greatest team in the history of the world. You know, you have to have a perspective on it. It's not a disaster. That's the key thing. And that's what certain I people... I haven't said it's a disaster. I know you I haven't. Said what I'm saying I said is, the last month has been really... Worried. Of course, it's been really disappointing. But, you know, we'll see what happens. But the big picture is, it's not, you know, we have to give him time. We have to, this is in no way of course, a horrendous I'm turn not of events. For him. I still, you know, it's great, it's good. And, you know, there's certain things about him that I really like. But do, do I think that there's baffling team decisions being made of late? And do I desperately hope that Meza Ozil is back in the 18 for, oh, yeah. for the weekend then? Yeah, I, we'll, we'll I agree on that. Um, and you're right, we're probably about par. I don't actually know points wise what we are in the like for like games against those teams. It, it's very similar, yeah. a point either way. Slightly so, uh, defensively weaker, we've scored a couple more goals. Yeah. But I don't it's even very think, uh, to me, the, like, the comparison last year, it doesn't even matter that much. I think it's just a whole different thing, what, what's going on now. You know, yeah. like it is. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I think he should be yeah. allowed 
to build without it being said to him like, well, under Wenger last season, we actually had two more of points. Course, from these of course, of course. I know it's a natural comparison to yeah. make. And I'm only even saying that just because of it, that's my reaction to some of the hysteria. And I, you know, I do consider it to be hysteria from some Arsenal fans after that result, after that yeah. result, and after the last few results, to be fair. Anyway, we'll see. We're also entering, isn't it odd? Because now everything's from a much smaller sample size. So it's odd going back to a period yeah. where you're really up and then you're really down. Whereas when you've, you've had a manager with a 22-year sample size, yeah, each completely. result makes much less of a difference exactly. in a way. Whereas yeah. now it's like and we're seeing him lose for the first time. We're yeah. seeing him win a big game for yeah. the first time. And this is, again, for me, this is exactly what I wanted. This, this, yeah, what has happened this season, you know, the highs are, have been higher for well, me. Well, this is it, right? And like, the lows may Spurs, be higher. Spurs, that 4-2 yeah. win, we actually, we've been very bad since then. We haven't kicked on. But at yeah. least we thought we might. Yeah. Whereas we and had that, was that one of the greatest, win. We beat yeah. Spurs 2-0 last season. I think we all were like, well, that's a good win, but we know how yeah. Season. Yeah, that, so. for, that 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 performance against Spurs was one of the greatest. You know, it, any Arsenal fan will know performances in the history. Certainly of the Emirates. Certainly we would have been in the Emirates, and we can't forget that. We can't forget some of the brilliant goals we've scored. Anyway, we go round and round. We have to address the uh, game coming up against Chelsea, which I am highly disturbed about. Deeply disturbed. The only What's the only your thing pretty much I'm, plan for this weekend, boys. You know, we got Is I it think we may, It's five thirty. Yeah, I think so we might have sort of a, a late lunch. Yeah, you? I think we might have a late kind of yeah tea. I don't know a late. You know, I'm making up. I don't know, but there's talk of, of a somewhere in game gathering Green. somewhere in Islington Green. Yeah, hopefully. Lovely. Yeah, the, the, the thing about Chelsea, Chelsea have had their moments, haven't they, this season? Where he's made, Sarri's made mm. kind of weird decisions. They haven't got a proper decent striker. I want you know they have issues, don't they? And there have been times where their defence has been pretty shit as well. A lot of their fans so, are very frustrated. A lot of their fans are very frustrated. Yeah, so, so they're kind of slightly similar position to us in a way. Yeah, you know, There's, it's true. one of those games. No result would really surprise me. No, you know, I think exactly. if we came out and played brilliantly, it'd be like, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. If we went out and were terrible and conceded yeah. loads of goals because we have a terrible defence, that also yeah. wouldn't surprise it's me. It's the that hardest much. game to predict, isn't it? I've been thinking about it yeah. for days. I can't. It, I, I'm right now, as I'm thinking about it now, I have no concept of what's going to happen. Josh. It does feel in the, in the top four race, we're already five to one in mid January to already get in the top four. Lose that game and I assume. Things can change so quickly. Like, how no, no, how long like, a month now, ago, we're United were, what, eight points behind us, by the way? Man United. Do, I've, mm. Remember, I said they were definitely, we should be worried about Man United. I said that about two weeks ago. I'm still, I, I think they'll finish above us. I, I think that now. Well, I, think, the, I think they'll. They are. I think yeah, they'll they'll be favourites to finish above us with the, yeah. with the bookmakers. I, I think it is a must not lose if, if we have any mm. hopes of the top four. Yeah. And, well, and also for our own mental health, I think it's a must not lose. But we have been good at home. That's the one thing you'd say. We've been largely good at home. The disappointments of last month have been away. Yeah. yeah. One all. One all. Kind doing? of everyone one feels yeah. comfortable. We go. No no shame. Charlie? I'll go, with a win. I'll go with a win. Yeah, I, I mean, like yeah. as I say, any result would not be a huge surprise, but I'll go with a 2-1 win. I'm going to go... I, mean, I was going to say 1-0. We'll definitely keep a clean sheet. That, that can't happen. I think I'm going to go 2-1 as well, yeah. Two one to Arsenal. Yeah. I just hope we got Bellerin back at a right back. Yeah. Player back four, which would probably, as Charlie alluded to earlier, mean Monreal has to make a return from fitness. Have Ramsey and Ozil in that team. I think that probably means By the way, none of that some of those things will happen. But I I was looking at the his team selections. I've there's not been one They've barely both started, have they? they well, that's the, that's true, they've barely both started. But even in the, it, it, just generally, I I have not been no one has predicted any of those team selections. Yeah. No fan. Yeah, I agree. There's been one Maybe Lichsteiner and Jenkinson again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's more ready. likely, honestly, Lacazette will be dropped, it'll be a Wobi. Yeah. Um <laughs> Oh, but honestly, it'll be weird. There'll be some really weird thing that he yeah, does. Yeah, there'll be a curve. And then it'll, it'll, half-time, luck will come on and, you know... Anyway. Change the game. It changes the game. It's exciting though, isn't it? Josh. It's different. Yeah. <laughs> it's different. That's what you wanted. You, what, you wanted... You basically exactly got the same thing, yeah. but different. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you to Charlie. Thank you, Thank you very much. Thank you for coming Cheers. on this emotional day. And uh, we'll see you next time. Cheers, bye. Footballistically Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.